Hi, I'm Hallie, and I want to welcome you to the Odd Life Podcast. That's spelled A-W-E-D, which stands for Awake, Well, and Empowered. In this space, you're going to hear inspirational stories, candid and heartfelt conversations, as well as advice from experts, all with the intention of helping women like you live odd AF. Because I believe that the more of us that live awake, well, and empowered, the better this world will be. So thank you for being here and welcome to your odd life. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode. Today I'm doing a solo cast for you, with you, to talk to you about a really important topic. And I think it's actually a really important tool to have in our lives. Uh, It's a tool, behavior, habit, I don't know, whatever, to help us maintain good mental and emotional health and helping maintain a healthy nervous system. Because if we don't have a healthy nervous system, not a whole lot's working well, regardless of eating all the greens and working out the way you work out and sleeping how you sleep. If our nervous system's not in a good place, none of that really kind of matters, honestly. And I've realized this topic, boundaries, is super, super important. I started doing it in my 40s, but probably didn't really get better at it until closer to now. And even now, I'm still working on my, I should say my delivery, but there's other areas, and I'll explain it here in a little bit of, of where I can improve on setting boundaries. And the reason why this has come up for me is because I have read recently a book called, I shouldn't say read it, I listened to it. It's called The Book on Boundaries by Melissa Urban. She is the founder of The Whole30, all that stuff. Uh, she's definitely great at setting boundaries. If you follow her at all on uh, Instagram or any place else, she definitely lets you know that she's where she stands at all on all things. I look to her as a role model in this because she's so good at it. Um, but another book too that I've read within the last couple of years is How to Do the Work by Dr. Nicole LaPera. And she talks about this in her book a lot too. So I'm going to reference those books as we get going. But uh, when I say a boundary, like what does that mean? So there's Dr. LaPera says there's three kind of areas. There's the physical boundaries, there's resource boundaries, and there's your mental and emotional boundaries. Just in general though, what a boundary is, it's the clear limit that you separate you, which are your thoughts, your beliefs, your needs, your emotions, your physical and emotional spaces, whatever, yada, yada, from other people. And they're necessary in order for you to be able to develop and maintain authentic relationships and have the ability to set clear limits and keep them over time, which is so critical, like I said earlier, to our overall wellness. But what boundaries aren't, they are not behavior controls. We are not setting a boundary to change other people's behavior. You set a boundary to meet your own needs. That's it. It's an action that we take for ourselves. And if somebody else changes their behavior because of it, great. That's icing on the cake. But it's not the reason for the boundary. So like I said, there's three kinds of boundaries. And I'm bringing these to you from How to Do the Work um, by Nicole LaPera. So physical boundaries, it's your personal space. It's the, you know, how you honor your body, its needs, its wants, and your preferred level of physical contact. It's the awareness and action taken towards our self-care needs, like our sleep, what we eat, how we move our body. So that's physical. Our resource boundaries 
are our time, how available we are to our friends, our family, our jobs. And then third, our mental and emotional boundaries. Setting a boundary in this area helps us separate ourselves and our emotional states from others. It allows them to have their own emotions in their own way without allowing them to impact our feelings and our state of being. And this is something I've had to overcome. This is probably the big one for me. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, obviously all three of these I can totally relate to, but this one's huge because I feel like a lot of my life I was blowing in the wind. I would do as others asked me to do. I would, you know, not buck the system. I would allow things to be said to me that were inappropriate. There's just a lot of stuff. Looking back, all of that stuff, not having boundaries took my power away, took away my love of my own life. Like I don't think I understood how setting a boundary would make me feel at all. Like clear, like not at all. And it wasn't until I think it was in my forties, early forties, when I started to realize I did not want my second part of my life or the other, you know, whatever. Let's God knows. I'm hopefully I'm at 50. Let's hope I'm I'm at the halfway point now. I did not want the rest of my life to not be happy. I didn't want to live any more days without doing the things that made me happy. And that's when I started to say no to certain things and not going to all the things that didn't make me happy. Started changing some of our holiday habits and whatnot. And that's where it started. But there's so much that was ingrained. You know, um, boundaries are hard. I think being a Gen Xer, it's hard because I don't believe we were necessarily um, given a great example of how to set boundaries. We had family close by and my grandparents live about 35 minutes away from our home. And my cousins all lived someplace, you know, roughly close. There was four girls that were all within 18 months of each other. And so there was the, the kind of the first grouping of grandkids. And then there was the second grouping of grandkids in the first of us, we were all close and we would be kind of the little quartet always together. And, uh, my grandfather passed away when I was like in second grade. So most of my memories are of just my grandmother and aunts and uncles. I had three aunts and then an uncle and we would be at my grandmother's and I don't want to completely gross you guys out, but my grandmother, let's just set the stage. She wasn't a nurturer at all, at all. Uh, and as we would be at, we'd be at her home for the holidays or birthday parties, I don't know, whatever. And she would, she would ask each of us girls at one point or the other, can you come, can you come scratch my head? I know it was as horrifying as it sounds. My grandmother's, you know, again, in this age, right? Uh, women go to get their hair done once a week. I don't know. I don't know how often she got hers done every two weeks. I have no idea, but it's always like, you know, then she'd recurl it hairspray it, you know, whatever. So she has like layers of hairspray on her scalp. So the reason for us to scratch her head was to relieve the itching. And this, like I said, it was as horrifying as it sounds. This is where maybe our mother should have stepped in and said, 
our kids aren't doing that. Like, no, mom, that's a weird request. Don't do it. Uh, or tell our, you know, tell us as kids, no, you don't have to do that. You're fine. Uh, we all did it. And then it was, it was so like, just, oh my gosh, dreaded. Like we would avoid my grandmother at all costs. Uh, or it was when we were leaving, she would say things like, oh my gosh, you're leaving. Don't leave me. Don't leave me in this weird guilt kind of, I don't know, thing. And then you'd have to go give her a hug. And again, the same woman that asked us to scratch her head. Now we're going to give her a big hug. And she, again, she's not a nurturer. She was never, I love you. Like just, she'd say things, but just, it did not come across as feeling. So just this weird thing. But as our parents, they never said anything like, mom, like, that's not okay. This is weird. Our kids don't want to do that or anything. And that's just one weird example. Uh, there's many, you know, you've got the weird uncle that you got to go sit on his lap and talk about, I don't know, whatever, like, and you don't like the creepy uncle, like just that stuff. Like we were watching our parents and watching people around us and no one is setting boundaries. Therefore we did not know how to as well. And, you know, we just hear these things and some of it's subliminal because we're not necessarily paying attention fully. We're talking to our sister in the backseat. We're playing a, a game in our room. We're reading a book, but we're taking this in or we're watching it happen. And it's not just like our parents and our immediate family. It's a lot of stuff. Like we see this in a lot of things. And, you know, how many sitcoms did we watch? Right? Think about this. Like I think about Three's Company and all these about people not setting boundaries. Like the whole show was kind of, that was the whole, you know, punchline was about, they didn't set a boundary and then something happened. It was a misunderstanding. And then they finally made it, you know, figured it out at the end, ha ha ha, whatever. But it's all like about not setting boundaries. A lot of it. I mean, I'm trying to think of an example of a show, but I mean, I just feel like that's kind of, you know, no one stood up for themselves. They didn't like Jack, you know, (laughs) didn't say, anything or they wouldn't, you know, want to rock the boat. And then all these misunderstandings happen and it's crazy. And that's what we took in a ton. I think as kids growing up in the eighties, I think that was TV in a, in a nutshell. And so it's taken a long time, I think for our generation, especially to learn how to set boundaries. And the reason why it's again, so important is our nervous system has been on fight or flight or freeze for decades, right? For decades. And then we're wondering why we're gaining weight around the middle. We can't, you know, we can't sleep at night. Uh, We're having digestive issues, like all this stuff. Our hormones are out of whack or whatever. Our nervous system has been on high alert for a very, very long time. And so I think it's time for all of us to get our boundaries in place. And I really have looked to books like, you know, like the book on boundaries by Melissa Urban and how to do the work by Dr. Nicole LaPera because I need help. I don't know how to do this. And I've, I've recently had a set of boundary and I may not have done it very well, but I've done it. It's like I set a boundary and didn't tell the person I was setting a boundary. I just did it. Uh, weird circumstances there, but that's what's happening. But because I did it, my family's healthier. We feel safer. <laughs> Uh, and I've noticed some things like my back pain has gotten better because I believe a lot of my nervous system is tied to some of this stuff in my past. 
we had an experience two years in a row. We had gone away with another family and something happened on both outings. My kids are older now. I've got an adult, basically two adult children and one that's still in high school, almost an adult. And they recognized the behavior. And this is behavior that I have dealt with a lot of my life. And the second time it happened, it impacted my kids directly. And sometimes that's what it takes a lot of times, right? When our kids are hurt, then we take action. And that sucks because I should have done it a long time ago. But, you know, better late than never. So I, you know, put this boundary up and are no longer allowing my kids to be exposed to this behavior. And the behavior makes us feel unsafe. It's like walking on eggshells. You never know what's going to set the person off. So we decided not to be around that person anymore. And when all this had happened, I had come back from those trips and the mental space I gave it, number one, was way too much. And two, the physical stuff started to show up. We had spent uh, time in this beautiful home. It was an Airbnb, had a great bed. You know, sometimes you go to Airbnbs, you're like, oh, the bed's bouncier than you're used to, or it's harder than you're used to at home, whatever. This was a amazing <laughs> setup. It was, uh, I had no issues with the bed whatsoever. I came back and it, almost immediately when I came back home, my back gave me such issues. It was consistent, like major pain and constant. I was like, what in the heck happened? Like, how did I, you know, I don't think the bed was like that. So I came home thinking, maybe our bed sucks. So we got a new bed. And guess what? That has solved nothing. Our bed was almost the same and nothing changed. So I started going to the chiropractor and I did have some mild scoliosis, which could make an impact on stuff. But my my pain would come and go. Like some days would be would be more intense. Some days were not as much. And then eventually I started going to see a gal for some energy healing. That did help. I felt like I was releasing some stuff. I did a lot of visualization, some limiting belief work. That helped. And it really wasn't until I set this boundary and the pain really, really subsided. And I'm like this, hmm, interesting. So... It has taken me a long time for me to get to this point where like enough's enough. And again, if it has to be your kids that push you to do this, so be it. Wish I would have done it a long, long time ago. But setting boundaries has helped me take back control of my life and help me create the life that I want. I mean, nothing's more empowering, honestly, than setting a boundary and realizing it's not about them. It's not to try and change someone else's behavior. It's about creating the life that you want. And maybe it is about, you know, not letting someone speak to you in a certain way, you know, or maybe it is about maybe that you get up in the morning and meditate and you need space in the morning to meditate and people are coming and going, lights flipping on and, you know, whatever. Maybe there's a boundary needs to be set there about honoring your space and your time and what you need. And you know, there's a lot of areas you can take this a ton to work, right? Uh, you've got a boss that calls you on vacation, set a boundary there. There's a boundary that can help you. Cause if you're always on or know that you can always get a phone call from your boss at any time or an email at 11 o'clock at night, 
and you keep responding to those things or answering that phone call, that's not good for you, right? And we know these things the moment, but we're afraid of disappointing people, right? We're afraid of their feelings, how they're going to take it. But in the meantime, you're miserable. (laughs) So why? Why do we accept that we're going to be miserable to make other people feel comfortable? And that's kind of what got me to the point where I'm now setting boundaries. And the more I keep, I keep watching and I see, and now I'm, it's almost like when you buy a vehicle and now you see that vehicle everywhere. Now that I've set a boundary, I'm like, I can see places where other people or, or myself even where I need to, it becomes very apparent now that, um, a boundary needs to be set. It just, I'm very tuned in right now to my own needs in my own life. Cause this is my life. This is my life. And I am living it to make everybody else feel comfortable and be safe and feel like they can still behave the way that they, they want to behave towards me. Then I have let go of all the power to live the life that I want. This is really an encouragement to you to set your boundaries because it changes everything. I mean, you're going to feel it physically. You're going to feel it emotionally. <laughs> And you're going to feel it in your time. Like you're, you know, again, if you don't let your boss call you at 11 o'clock at night or on vacation, you get your time back. You get your precious time back. And your life matters. Like how you live your life is so important. And boundaries are a huge, huge part of that. And again, it's not about making people behave a certain way. It's about serving your own needs. And that is not selfish. That's living a good life. And I think now back on my kids, like, oh gosh, where have I shown them poor examples of setting boundaries? So not only am I trying to take care of myself, but I'm trying to show my kids what will she accept in her presence? That that joke, you know, that she heard, that's not okay. Or, you know, um, her, her time in a brand new job. She's young, right? Is she getting taken advantage with her time? So what I'm doing, she's watching what my boys are watching. So that's another huge motivator for me to take this on and to do better about setting boundaries because I know I'm the example because my parents were the example to me and my aunts and uncles and, you know, my friends and their parents and whoever was around me as an adult. Those were my examples. And I want to do better for my kids. That's usually a big motivation for a lot of things I do as I want to do better for my children. I highly recommend checking out, if you're struggling with boundaries, the book on boundaries by Melissa Urban and how to do the work by Dr. Nicole LaPera. She actually highlights a whole chapter on it, chapter 10. um, And the book has got a lot of other wonderful things in it. So there's a lot there plus the boundaries Um, And then Melissa Urban's is strictly just about boundaries. But Melissa Urban's book is very specific. She kind of ranks her boundaries in in any situation, like green, yellow, and red. So green is like setting up the boundary. And then yellow is a warning. Like, mom, remember I told you if we were to discuss my weight, I was going to leave the conversation or whatever. And then red is, okay, you violated my boundary. I'm now leaving. So it's kind of green is like setting the boundary. Yellow is like, okay, a reminder. And then red is like, I'm out. You know, uh, I told you this is what I was going to do if you did this. And it's really helpful because she shares a lot of specific 
things. So this is why I want to get the book because I don't necessarily need, again, like the mother-in-law boundary or the elementary kid, you know, play date boundary situation. And I can go in the specific parts of the book that I need and can use, but they're very specific. She will give you actual verbiage to use, which is super helpful when you are struggling with communicating something that you have not done. Like again, I'm a Gen Xer, 50s, we're in our late 40s, 50s, and we've never done this before. And all of a sudden, this is going to be like a little shock to the system for everyone in our lives by setting a boundary. It can be nerve wracking. It can be very fearful, but it's necessary. And so sometimes having the exact words can be really helpful. And if you're a young person and don't know, you know, this is new to you as well, this would be really helpful to have exact verbiage. And then also in chapter 10 of the book um, by Dr. Nicole LaPera, she gives you very specific examples as well. For example, my physical self feels uncomfortable or unsafe when, and then you fill in the blank. And then you have the flip of that is, okay, to create space for my physical self to feel comfortable, safe, whatever I blank. So that could look like my physical self feels uncomfortable, unsafe when my coworker or my uncle or my friend, whatever, constantly makes jokes about my appearance. So the, the flip of that is to create space for my physical self to feel more comfortable or safe. I no longer want to be around people who make those types of jokes. Boom. So that's kind of you creating your boundary. So the first is kind of like a, you know, reflection and understanding. And then the second part is really what you're going to do. And then she gives you an example. So she goes through that with the resource boundaries and with your mental, emotional boundaries. And then she has a way to help you communicate those boundaries to people. So for example, if it's a food choice situation, if it's something about somebody talking about what you're eating or whatever, Here's the example. She says, I'm making changes so that we can maintain our relationship as I care about you and hope you can understand that this is important to me. I imagine you may be uncomfortable with my new, with my new food choices. So let's say you want to eat healthier, right? You're no longer eating meat. Maybe you're a vegan all of a sudden, or maybe you're no longer drinking alcohol, right? This could insert my new beverage choices, whatever. So when you consistently comment on what I'm eating or what I'm not eating, I feel uncomfortable eating around you. And I understand this is something you may not be aware of, but in the future, I would like to avoid talking about food choices altogether. If commenting on my food choices happens again, I will remove myself from our conversation or the activity we're engaging in. So that's an example of giving somebody a boundary, communicate, how to communicate that. And that can be hard, but if you have a script or like an idea of what you're going to say ahead of time, that can be really helpful because sometimes in the moment of something happening, it can be full of a lot of emotion. And I've also read it's really important to not set the boundary when emotions are heightened, like doing it at a time when things are calm. Maybe you're getting ready to go on vacation with somebody, or maybe you're getting ready to go to someone's house or getting ready to go to a party or whatever. And you need to set that boundary beforehand rather than waiting till in the moment and it happens. And then you're, everyone's all like, you know, angry or upset or whatever, hurt. So that was really helpful for me to, to hear that and know that. I hope you check these books out. I hope that you are able to start imp, you know, implementing boundaries in your own life because I truly believe it's been a game changer for me and some of my nervous system stuff and how my back's feeling lately. There's just a lot of things. And I think nothing is more empowering than 
honestly taking care of yourself and standing up for yourself. And that's exactly what you're doing. Either you're standing up for yourself, your kids, whatever, and you're putting yourself as a priority. There is nothing wrong with doing that in your life. This is your life. Why are we giving away power? And people, they're going to do it at some point in your life. They're going to try and impart their their beliefs or feelings or thoughts on you about how they feel about something. And that does not matter. How do you feel about it? And that's what we need to stand up for is our own beliefs and thoughts and feelings about something, about our lives and our the way we want to live it. And boundaries is a really helpful tool to do that. So I'll put all these books in the show notes. If anything else I can find that has something to do with boundaries, a podcast, I'll put that in the, put that in there as well. But I really encourage you to examine an area of your life where you're where you consistently don't feel safe. You know, is it a relationship with a coworker? Is it when you go visit your in-laws? Like what is that area that you don't feel safe? And that's probably an area that you can start using boundary in. All right, you all, I look forward to hearing from you all about what boundaries you set. I, again, have a Patreon page where we have a discussion in the back about things that have gone on in the podcasts. Um, You're welcome to message me on the Instagram account. Uh, If you've listened to it, leave a comment under that post. It's it's The Odd Life is the the Instagram account, T-H-E-A-W-E-D-L-I-F-E. That's where we can go have conversations too so everyone can see it. Um, But I would love to hear if you set a boundary, how it went, how it changed you. Did you notice anything physically, emotionally, mentally when you did that and how it's going? So let's keep the conversation rolling after the podcast. All right, everyone, have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next week. Thank you again for being here. I am so grateful for your time. And if you liked what you heard, please head to where you listen to podcasts, rate and review so we can be found by other people. Please share on Instagram, your social media channels, wherever else you go so we can reach as many people as possible so they can meet these amazing women and hear these conversations. If you'd like to connect further, you can find me over at my website at halliesawyer.com or on Instagram. I'm usually going to be at uh, Hallie underscore Sawyer or The Odd Life, which is this podcast specific Instagram account. All right. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you soon.